0: Tradition and royalty have one home in the world of tennis at Wimbledon. Wimbledon has changed many of its ways in the last few years by bringing in equal price money for men and women, a retractable roof in centre court, and coming up this year is the final set tiebreak. However, not everything has changed either. British royalty is still the official patron of Wimbledon. Players are allowed to wear only white clothing and accessories. No sponsorship brands are allowed to be shown on the court except for the famous Rolex clock. The 133rd edition of Wimbledon is starting on July 1st and ending on the 14th. The biggest change for this year is the advent of the new final set tiebreak rule. Instead of playing until a gap of 2 games, players will go into a tiebreak at 12 each in the final set. One of the main driving factors for this change was that one of the 2018 men's semi-final matches ended at 26-24 in the final set. So in this episode of Relive, we'll do a recap of Wimbledon over the last three years and also the 2019 tour performances in these last six months. For the last 16 years, Only four players have won the men's singles title at Wimbledon. Eight of them for Federer, four of them for Djokovic, two of them for Nadal and Murray each. There is a very high likelihood that this streak will continue as the top three seeds this year are Djokovic, Federer and Nadal in that order. Now let's go back a little bit in time and look at the 2016 Wimbledon and what happened then. 2016 Wimbledon was one for the underdogs mainly because a lot of the seeds dropped off by the wayside before quarterfinals itself. So Nadal and Kei Nishikori dropped off due to injuries midway through the tournament. Also on another hand Novak Djokovic and Stan Wawrinka crashed out by the third round leaving the field wide open for Roger Federer and Andy Murray. On one hand Roger Federer got to the semi-finals but then he found the going tough by losing to Milo's Raonic in five sets in the semi-finals. On another side, Andy Murray, who was the second seed at that time, had an easy field and fully utilized the op- openness of the draw, and except for a five set quarter final against Songa, he was able to breeze through the tournament for a fantastic and well-deserved victory, and which turned out to be his last grand slam victory in singles. Now he's making a comeback in this Wimbledon, but only in doubles. There were a couple of other important results as well. Sam Query, the American player, made it to his first quarterfinal. And also on another side, Del Potro, the Argentinian, was coming back from an injury and had protected ranking, made it to the third round as well. And this actually was his way of coming into the fold and then going on to be a top 10 player again in the subsequent years. On another side, we had Milos Raonic, who performed really well and defeated Federer as well to get to the final and thus becoming the first Canadian male tennis player to reach a Grand Slam final. 2017 was a big year for Roger Federer. At the end of 2016, his ranking had fallen out of the top 10. For the first time since the early 2000s and also he had an injury from which he was recovering from. When he came into the Australian Open, he was seeded 12 and not much was expected out of him. He surprised everybody's expectations by winning the Australian Open and then continued his rich vein of form all the way through the first half of 2017 and culminating in a record 8th Wimbledon title. And with this victory, He surpassed Speed Sampras who had won 7 of them in the 1990s and William Renshaw who had won 7 of them in the 1880s. Roger Federer won Wimbledon in style by becoming the first player since 1976 to win it without dropping a single set. The last player to have done this was Bjorn Borg. Marin Silich put on a great performance to reach his second Grand Slam final but then could not pose much of a threat to Roger Federer. On the way to the final, Silich defeated Sam Query in the semi-finals. Now Sam Query had made it to the quarterfinal in the previous year, improved his performance in 2017 to make a semi-final appearance. In, Sam Query had previously dethroned the defending champion Andy Murray in the quarterfinal as well. The are two other players who lost in the earlier rounds. Rafa Nadal lost in the fourth round in a nail-biting match against Giles Muller. This match went all the way way into the fifth set and the scoreline at the end read 15-13 for Giles Muller. On the other side, Djokovic suffered an elbow injury and retired during his quarterfinal match against Thomas Burditch. This elbow injury set off a series of events that led to an elbow surgery and then rehab, which will all culminate Almost a year later. Almost like Federer in 2017, Novak Djokovic came back all guns blazing in the summer of 2018. He went through an elbow surgery in January of 2018 after the problems that he had in the previous year's Wimbledon. Coming into Wimbledon 2018, he was seeded number 12, similar to what Federer went through in the January of 2017, Australian Open, and then Djokovic went on to win his fourth Wimbledon title. In the final, he defeated Kevin Anderson very easily, in straight sets, and it was almost a no contest. But then the semifinals of the 2018 Wimbledon were two of the best matches we've seen in a long time, and definitely the longest. The first semifinal, Djokovic and Nadal were head to head with each other and they played a 5 hour, 16 minute semifinal that ended up in the fifth set and Djokovic won with a score line reading 10 8. And then a few hours later, the second semifinal started, which went even longer with Kevin Anderson and John Isner playing against each other. Yes, John Isner, the same person who did the 70 68. Uh, fifth set match in 2010. This second semifinal, Anderson won the semifinal 26 24 in the fifth set, with this match lasting 6 hours 36 minutes, a full hour and 20 minutes more than the first semifinal. With these two semifinals going for this long, I think this was the culminating point at which the Wimbledon officials said, okay, we are going to make this uh, news tiebreak rule. Stopped it at 12 12 in the fifth set. Now, Roger Federer, the defending champion, lost to Kevin Anderson in the quarterfinal, which went on to be another marathon five set match. Federer was two sets up and had a match point as well. And then Kevin Anderson fought back from the brink and prevailed with a score in the fifth set of 13 11. A bit of bad news was for Andy Murray and his fans, where he had to pull out of the tournament having not recovered well from a hip surgery. And subsequently, this bad hip became one of the primary reasons why Murray had to retire from the singles game. He is making a comeback this year. The 2019 tennis year has been again dominated by the same three players as we have seen for much of the last 15 years, Djokovic, Nadal and Federer. Now let's look at what Djokovic has been up to in these six months. Djokovic won the Australian Open defeating Rafael Nadal in one of the most lopsided contests between the two players in the finals. This was his seventh Australian Open title and Djokovic's domination in Australia was so complete that he did not drop a single set in the quarterfinal, semifinal, or the finals. Moving on to the clay coat season, he started off be- well by winning the Madrid Open and defeating Dominic Thiem in the semifinal and Tsitsipas in the final. But he couldn't replicate the Madrid Open final and lost in the French Open semifinals to Dominic Thiem. So, next, let's go to Rafa Nadal. Nadal breezed through to win the 12th French Open title. This year, uh, not a big surprise, he just lost two sets in the process of winning the tournament, he made it a hat-trick of wins in Paris, and he's so far won 12 French Open titles. The most that any single player has won in any single Grand Slam. Before the French Open, Nadal won the Rome Open on clay and lost to Djokovic in the finals of the Australian Open. Moving on to Roger Federer. Federer's 2019 has been quite positive with three ATP tour wins, the Miami 1000, Dubai 500 on hard courts, and the 2019 Hall Open very recently on grass. His recent win on grass will give him the much-needed uh, confidence which seemed lacking after the way he lost to Rafa Nadal in the French Open, semi-finals just a few weeks back and he lost it in a- 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 straight sets. Earlier in the year, Federer did not do very well in the Australian Open in spite of coming in as the as one of the favourites, crashing out in the fourth round itself. There is a fourth player who also has been very interesting to watch in this last six months and that's been Dominic Thiem. He's been one of the most improved players in the last year or so and is now the fourth seed. He defeated Djokovic in the French Open semi-finals and also won two ATP Masters this year. Indian Wells and Barcelona. The men's singles at uh, Wimbledon 2019 is sure to be a riveting encounter and it might rival the viewership of the Cricket World Cup 2019, which is also held in England. In fact, the finals of both the tournaments is on the same day within a 15 mile radius of each other. Now let's Take a look at the statistics of Wimbledon over the last five years from men's singles. Let's start with Aces. Aces are a big part of the game in Wimbledon. The names that come to my mind are Pete Sampras, Garan Ivanisevic, then you have Roger Federer in the more recent era, Andy Roddick, who was a big server as well, who made it to a couple of finals in Wimbledon, and also last year's finalist, Kevin Anderson. Now, if you look at the numbers, 2014, it peaked there were 3,248 aces out of a total of more than 29,000 points, which represented around 11% of all the points were aces. Now, as the years went on, 15, 16, and 17, it came down to 9.2 in 2017, which was the lowest point, and then it went back up to 10.2% in 2018 i think mainly thanks to someone like kevin anderson who's who served 175 aces last year so that's aces now let's take a look at roger federer's last three years of statistics at wimbledon just to recap 2016 federer lost in the semi-final 2017 he won the tournament and in 2018 he lost in the quarterfinals So, there are three categories of stats. First, net point percentage. In 2018, he had a low net point percentage, that is, he had a 6.3% that he was coming to the net. Also, he was only winning 65% of those points. That obviously is not high enough. Now, if you look at 2017, where he won the tournament, he came to the net almost 12% of the time and winning more than 76% of the points whenever he came to the net. That obviously played to his benefit. If you look at the Aces in the last 3 years, his Aces percentage has been steadily increasing, showing probably a little bit of his age coming into into play where he wants to play shorter rallies. You have Ace ace percentage of 7.8 in 2016, 9.85 in 2017 and 12.8 in 2018. Now even though this doesn't correlate directly with how well he has done in the tournament, but this correlates really well with the rally count where in 2016 his average rally count whereas how many rallies he plays on an average every point was 3.43 in 2016 and has steadily decreased to 2.86 in 2018. So you can see the shift in how he's uh, playing and how because of age he wants to play less rallies or per point. This one is breakpoints, converting breakpoints. In 2017, he won 41% of the breakpoints that he got, which is really high and thus ensuring that he also won the tournament. Whereas in the other two years, 2016 and 18, especially in 2016, it was just 28%, whereas last year it was 38% lower. But still, I think he lost to a better player, uh, Kevin Anderson, in a very close five set. Um, match. That's Roger Federer. Let's look at Novak Djokovic's Wimbledon statistics in the last three years. A recap here, Djokovic is the defending champion this year, having won the 2018 Wimbledon. The year before, he lost in the quarterfinals. And 2016, was his worst performance in recent times where he lost in the third round itself. Now, let's look at his breakdown with respect to statistics. The first one is Net Point Percentage. For Djokovic, the nature of his game being more reliant on longer rallies and more of a baseline player, he the data correlates that the lesser he goes to the net, the better it is for him. For, so, for instance, in 2018, he went to the net 548 percentage of the time and he won the tournament whereas in whereas in 2017 and 16 he moved, he went to the net more than 10% of the time and lost so next metric aces per match here he is using his big serve as a as strength even though he's a baseline player he served 9.7 aces per match in 2018 when he won Whereas in the previous years, you can see, I see a stark difference where he was only serving four, 3 and 4.3% in the previous years of 2017 and seventeen and sixteen. This uh, could also be due to the elbow injuries and that was causing his serves to be a little less potent. And the last one, rally length. Rally length, I think Djokovic is somebody who relies, relies on baseline a lot. However, the data here shows a little differently, where in 2018-21, he is actually the average rally length is 3.73 whereas the previous years when he lost, the average rally length was 4.5 and 4.2. So it's a little reverse logic there but I think it also means that his baseline game, he needs to go for his winner sooner but and not extend his rally too much and of course this is Wimbledon so the number of back and forths you have in a rally is much lower than let's say a French Open or an Australian Open. Now let's take a look at Rafa Nadal's Wimbledon statistics of 2018 and 2017. We're removing 2016 because there's not a, not a lot of data there. In 2018, he lost in the semifinals to Djokovic, and in the 20 in 2017, he lost a close uh, fourth-round match to Giles Muller, which was a five-set match that went all the way to 13-11. So three metrics again: net point percentage. For Nadal, it correlates very well to the nature of his game where it's more power-packed and more of baseline play and you know, the lesser he goes to the net, it is better for him. Last year, he went to the net only 6.15% and he he did pretty well considering his previous performances at Wimbledon. The second one is Aces per match. No surprises there. He doesn't use Aces all that much. 5.5 and 4, 4 Aces per match is his average. And moving on to rally length, his rally length correlates very much with how Djokovic is uh, doing, where last year his average rally length was 3.79, whereas the year before it was 4.18. Now when you compare this to where Roger Federer is, Federer's rally percentage was closer to 3, rather than uh, where Nadal and Djokovic are, which is closer to 4. So that is Rafa Nadal. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relive. See you next time.